Welcome to the Hope Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Joey Kramer, and this is a podcast where I explore just the basic stuff surrounding your health and the application of the basics to your life. Let's get started. This, my friends, is my first episode underneath this new brand that I am rolling out from my platform in which I will be exploring the basics surrounding health, things that we take for granted, things that we may not think about on a daily basis, things that tend to almost go to the wayside as we travel down this hyper-stimulated environment of life that we are currently surrounded by and currently inundated with day in and day out. It is my hope to bring to you some normalcy surrounding the basics. So today I want to start with a premise that many of you may be familiar with and many of you may not be familiar with, but it is one that is a tale that is old as time. And this is called the dopamine reward cascade. And I want to talk to you about a hard reset that I am basically embarking upon in my own life, because this is about the basics. And I have a ton of experience to share with you really how I have applied this in my life and in the lives of the patients that I have worked with over the years. So let me get started with what spontaneously provoked this idea to come forward and share with you the need for a hard reset. Yesterday, my family and I were going to church and we typically get there about you know 15 to 20 minutes early to find a seat, to sit down, and to embrace some quiet, and stillness prior to the celebration of Mass. It's a great opportunity to do your morning prayer, to do some reflection, to maybe say a rosary or say a Divine Mercy Chaplet, something along those lines, a place to where you can just really get prepared for what is about to take place. And I couldn't help myself but notice that the family sitting in front of me had a young lady, probably in her 20s, that was sitting next to her dad, and she was on her cell phone, and over the five-minute observation window I had while I was sitting there, instead of praying, you know, here I am being distracted, she was on a social media website and probably flicked through somewhere around 300 photos or shorts or videos in that short period of time. And I started thinking to myself, man, is our brain even wired to process, let alone go through, even think about what we just saw, 300 fast motion pictures that just bam, 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 bam. A new advertisement every five seconds. You need to buy barefoot shoes. You need to lift this kind of weight. You need to take this kind of supplement. You need to sleep like this. Oh, you don't take greens, take greens. Oh, if you're on this, you need to do this. But if you're not doing this, you need to do this and blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, you're sitting there and you're like down the rabbit hole after five minutes. When we're just trying to take 20 minutes to silence our brains from that constant stimulus. And so in that, it led me down this pathway of what I've been really exploring over the last month. And it's this book that was recommended by Andy Frazella, and it is called The Chaos Machine. Now, for many of you who are going to be interested in reading this book, um, I don't agree with the political um, investigation this man is doing in his writing. However, in his writing, I do agree with his synopsis surrounding the social media platforms and how they are designed to move us with an algorithmic amplification 
that forces us to remain on the platform for longer periods of time. And the way that it does this is it boosts posts that have longer content that more people spend time on that maybe you or I may not be aware of ever within our working lives, period. And I like to play like the um, the idea that maybe if we eliminated the social media game, would you even know that barefoot shoes existed? Unless you're in some fringe, you know, running community, probably not. If you never had social media, would you ever know that you could, you know, go on the primal diet? Probably not because you'd be inundated by mainstream and following what the news says. Right. So there are some good things that come from it, but there's also some bad things that come from it. And in this you know, the synopsis of the the author from this book, the biggest things that he brings up is that prior to the algorithmic boosting that social media um, really investigated or invested in in the 20 teens, right? So 2010 to 2020, social media had some good. And I think I'm of the age where I can say that I had to have a .edu to log on to Facebook for the first time. And all you got to see was your friend's post from newest to oldest. And it was a scroll. And if nothing was new on there, you didn't really spend any time on there. But as you and I both know, slowly we started adding in advertisements. We started adding in amplification of content that we could share, like, and comment. And if we shared something, our other friends would see it. And we may or may not know that person. And we may want to go like and follow them. And then if we follow them, it leads us down the rabbit hole of following somebody else. And next thing you know, we're in this rabbit hole and uh, we're trying to figure out how the heck did we arrive here, right? And so when I have looked at this and I have reflected upon it in my own life, I have to tell you a little backstory because in 2019, I gave up Instagram. I was like, I no longer need this in my life. It came after reading a book called The Relentless Elimination of Hurry. And it's by a guy named John Comer. And it was a really great read because I was able to focus in on things that actually mattered in my life. The basics, right? Reading books, being present with the family walking, being outside, actually sleeping, not being restless, anxious, depressed, you know, fearful, all the things that typically come when you're in a hyper-stimulated dopamine-rich reward cascade environment. And so I made the mistake this year of loading Instagram back up. Two weeks ago, I logged back on. I was like, oh man, I think I've I think I've reset my dopamine. I can my my dopamine system, I can, you know, I can handle it. I can get on it. Well, I can tell you for the last two weeks, I've had nothing but anxiety, depression, jealousy, envy, brain fatigue, brain fog, restlessness, sleeplessness, and I have wasted more than five hours a day on that stupid flipping app. Now, many of you may sit there and laugh about this, and many of you may think, well, what's the big deal, Doc? Well, the big deal is that what could you have done with that other five hours? What kind of healthy patterns have just been destroyed by me working for two weeks at five hours a day on a platform that has nothing that is beneficial to my life whatsoever, period. Yeah, you may see some of your friends. Yeah, you may see some funny videos, some funny memes. But for the most part, the information that was presented to me in the algorithmic uploading searches of Instagram um, did nothing beneficial in my life whatsoever. And I think about this in the standpoint of if we amplify that from me to my practice, we have, you know, probably about 600 patients in here. How many of them spend five hours a day on the platform? How many of our teenagers spend five hours a day on TikTok rolling through 300 videos every five minutes 
And they want all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're going to the doctor saying that, hey, I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm worried about what's going on, and blah, 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 blah. Right? What we have found is that social media is really the basic version of a slot machine. Right? We have legalized addiction for all of us. And it's in our hand 24-7. You can just log onto the app and start your endless scroll. And next thing you know, four hours have passed and you're like, man, what did I do with my day today? You see, slot machines have a positive reward system and they're designed that they want to keep you engaged. So every now and then you'll get a little taste of victory, right? That's no different on, on Instagram or on Facebook. All of a sudden then, you know, your dopamine gets stimulated, right? You get this little hit. Somebody likes it. Somebody comments. Somebody shares it. It gets uploaded. You get notified. Somebody viewed your video 100 times, 200 times, 300 times, or the opposite happens. You stop winning. You stop getting likes. You stop getting comments. You start wondering, well, did anybody see my post? Maybe it wasn't relevant. Maybe I need to change my messaging. Maybe I am all of a sudden the problem. And now we're in this anxiety loophole that's causing depression and causing us to think about ourselves and really transform our bodies. And we have to transform our minds because, you know, the world isn't liking me and nobody is seeing me. And now all of a sudden I'm a total mess. You see what I did there? The slot machine interrupts normal brain physiology by reinforcing and creating addictive tendencies. It is designed to keep you on the platform. It is designed to keep you at the machine. It's designed to keep butts in seats. It's designed to make you think that you need something in your life that you would not be aware of unless you were on that platform. Fascinating. Maybe it gets you motivated about something that maybe you just never knew about. Now, I do have to say that on some notes here, there is some positive things that can come from social media, right? You can log on and learn about certain diets, certain nutritional profiles. You can learn about certain exercise regimes that will help you navigate your life. Maybe on biohacking and sleep, you know, sleep-related disorders, you can go into all these different pathways that offer healing inside that network of an organization. However, I would suggest that if you have a depressed dopamine reward cascade, meaning that you are highly likely to have a short fuse, fuse, buying unnecessary items, always searching for the next best thing, not appreciating what you have, always trying the next bigger and better thing, that maybe your dopamine levels are not ready to be interacting, much like myself, with a platform that is designed to keep you on it as long as possible. Maybe you have the ability to log on, make a post and log off and never think about it ever again. And if you have that ability, more power to you because that is a gift, that is a virtue, that is something that you have cultivated in your life that has created success. Now, for those of you who are like me that are falling apart, this is what I have come to recognize. Most of the time when I look at social media, I diagnose myself with the overachiever complex. I think I'm never doing enough, that I'm wasting my time, that I should be doing more, bigger, better things. I always search for the next best thing. I'm always looking at the next best diet, the next best research, the next best this, yada, yada, yada. And what I found is that when I go down that pathway, nothing ever works. Nothing ever comes to fruition. Every single one of those things that is the next best thing, I like to call it the, the, um, the success pursuit burnout because 
all of a sudden we see this coach who tells us we have to do these 25 things. And if we follow that, we're going to make millions of dollars. And if we have millions of dollars, we'll have all the time in the world to do whatever we want, because this is how we build the life we need and blah, 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 blah. And it's a load of crap. And so what I have found instead is really what generated success in my life and what I consider success being that I have a wonderful practice. I have a wonderful family. I have a lot of time to spend with my kids. I have a lot of time to spend with my wife and I have a lot of opportunity available to build meaningful relationships in the real world. And that is done by doing the basic stuff. And I like the analysis of football, which is blocking and tackling. You can play baseball, singles and doubles. You can do basketball, free throws, layups. Any one of these ideas, right, is how you actually win championships. It is habitual consistency over time. You see, we in the human condition think that habitual consistency is boring. Man, we just do not like it. Many of us as humans find it uncomfortable because it feels like we are not making any forward progress. Meaning that we see these things on social media that say you can make $10,000 a month working one hour a day, sitting at your computer and selling people. And next thing you know, you're an overnight millionaire. Or you can become a virtual influencer playing video games and post them up to YouTube. And next thing you know, you're making millions of dollars by playing video games. If it sounds too good to be true, 99% of the time it is. And the people who do have that success did not create that overnight. They did not create that in just a flash of a pan, right? They did not all of a sudden become a virtual influencer that overnight gained 10 million followers that is now making millions of dollars off of sponsorships. Most of the people that you see in those roles have spent their time building successful businesses, successful families, successful person by habitual consistency over time, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. You know, it's really fascinating to me because when I first started in practice, I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be the person making all that money, doing all these amazing things. And I was always blown away because it never happened, right? We were very broke. We were very poor. We really had, you know, many, many months where we were living by our bootstraps, just trying to pull ourselves together. I had more days than not where I was, you know, just like, damn, am I even doing the right thing? Do I need to go back to corporate America where I have at least some, you know, guaranteed salary of some type? But every single person I encountered along the way, maybe they were 10 years into it, 15 years into it, 20 years into it, said habitual consistency. You have to suit up, you have to show up, you have to block and you have to tackle and you have to do it over and over and over again, years upon years upon years upon years. And I think about that because Many of the people who come into my life, into my circles, into my constructs are people who are navigating some type of disease. Maybe it's a 10-year process. Maybe it's a three-month process. But what they all have in common is that most of them have tried the non-habitual, non-consistent task. They've gone to the MD. They've gotten the pill. They've got the pipe dream of getting a surgery and that all of a sudden everything is going to be better, but nothing has changed in their life. And we have to come at them with this idea of success in health being something that is doing the basics. 
getting your 10 to 12 hours of sleep a night. Yes, I said 10 to 12. Making sure that you drink a gallon of water a day. Making sure you limit your time on computers, times on screens. Making sure you're actually getting 10 minutes of sunlight in the morning without glasses and 10 minutes of sunlight at night without glasses. Maybe you're going outside and eating lunch, sitting outside in the sun for 30 minutes. You need to make sure that these things that are done are basics and that you have to do them habitually for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Otherwise, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road, you're going to develop a disease that you're not going to be able to fix because your body has been in a pathological state for 15, 20 years. It's no different than being in a dopamine deficit for 15 to 20 years and having no handle on your life because you are too stimulated by the environment to actually even sit down, think, and create where I have been really the last year of my life. That's why I haven't made a podcast because Dr. Joey has been stimulated. He's been sitting there chasing down dopamine and not actually providing valuable content that can be delivered to his clients, to his people, to his network that can give them a basis for developing a foundation that they can implement in their life to create health. And so for me, what I want you to take away today is this. You need to do a short evaluation of your dopamine sensitivity. You need to look at your own life. Look at your habitual tendencies and see if there are ways that you can make small tweaks to improve your quality of life. Recognize that these are not going to go fast. These are going to be things that take failure and success time and time again. You're going to have to sit there and try to go to bed at 9 p.m. and wake up at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. every single day. And you're going to have to do that over and over again. And sometimes you're going to hit the mark and sometimes you're going to miss it. And then you're going to have to evaluate why did I miss it? What did I do the hour before bed? Was I rolling on the screens? Was I sitting there drinking too much water before nighttime, making me get up at you know, 11, 2, and 4? What was my tendencies and my patterns that have impacted my ability to get sleep? Because we all know if you're not sleeping, we know that you're not going to heal. And if you can't heal, you can't perform. And if you can't perform, you might as well just call it a day, sit on your home, sit in your couch at your house, eat some bonbons, get obese, and then become a product of the system living off Medicaid. I mean, seriously, that's what it might come down to. So in your analysis, you need to sit there and think about where am I with my dopamine sensitivity? Do I need a hard reset? And if you need a hard reset, I give you permission to fully delete social media. Take it all away. You don't need it. It's toxic crap 99% of the time anyway. And to re-engage with real people. Maybe it's time that you get involved at church. Maybe it's time you get involved in your community. Maybe it's time you find a local charitable organization that you can make some friends in and start to build habitual tasks. Surround yourself with some people that are successful, more successful than you, and find out who they surround themselves with and try to find a way to add value into their community so they can add value into you. So that's my takeaway. Ultimately, at Hope Unfiltered, our goal is to give you the basic stuff. And the basic stuff today is to recognize how is my dopamine sensitivity? How is my relationship with social media? And maybe, just maybe, the basics are eliminating what the 21st century has sold to you as being the most necessary thing to survive and moving back in time to the 80s when we used to have to hang out with people, have conversations as a community, and learn from one another in those environments. Just maybe something good came out of the 80s. Anyways, I'll be back next week with some new content. 
covering just the basic stuff surrounding your health. Once again, thank you all for your time. God bless you, and I hope you have an awesome week.